Welcome to the Virtual Ball Boys podcast. My name is Chris, and I am joined once again by my good friend, Matt. We've done it, Chris. We've reached, we've reached peak streaming culture. Okay, and, and in what, what specific way? So, of course, the, uh, the Chiefs-Dolphins game was exclusive to Peacock this weekend. Yes. Yeah. Uh, something that nobody wanted, no. ever. No. Um, and probably wasn't even that good of a business decision, other than you know the uh, uh, NBC Universal getting a bunch of people to sign up for Peacock and then forgetting to cancel their subscription, so it keeps renewing because that's the only what reason they would ever broadcast it on Peacock, right? They they also got like they were like, oh, we got the the most streaming the, the highest streaming event in u.s history like yeah no shit cause no that's... shit because it's an nfl playoff game <laughs> right um, but the the crazy thing about it and why, why this is peak streaming is because of course nbc like was still on air mm-hmm. right yeah um and they did a like a little bit of like football coverage for a bit but then once that football coverage stops do you know what they aired uh i i had i i believe it was uh, you know what? You, you reveal it, but I think I know what it is. So it was the first episode of Deal or No Deal Island. Yes. Yep. A show exclusive to streaming Peacock, mm-hmm. which is something that they wanted to do to entice you to get Peacock. But if you were already watching the game anyway, you wouldn't have seen Deal or No Deal Island. Right. You would have. <laughs> yeah. That. What the fuck is Deal or No Deal Island? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was at a fancy Italian restaurant and it happened to be on the fucking TV. Yeah. But I was, you know, paying attention to the people that I was with. Yeah. <laughs> That's. Huh. I think I... it's deal or no deal, but they have to do challenges to make the money go higher to, like, get cases with bigger dollar amounts. So, like, Traders meets Survivor meets. I guess, but Boss the... and Rob is on it, so. <laughs> Right, right. So then, I mean, there you go. I mean, it, clearly they know where their inspiration coming from. Means they don't know you. Huh. Okay. Well, that's that, I guess. I mean, listen, have we run out of ideas as a society? Sure. Uh, does that mean uh, may, 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 maybe we could explore? Well, you know what? No, it's the it's not that we've run out of ideas. We're just too scared of letting go of old ones. Uh-huh. And therefore, we get Deal or No Deal Island. Yep. Because we don't, like, as if that's that's a show that we absolutely need to hold on to. Brand recognition, Chris. Yeah. And Boston Rob is there. It works so well for the traders. <laughs> it went actually, like, did out, work out really well for the traders. But that's beside the point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I... I, I I and that came back and I had to watch that. I, I'm holding off. I'm waiting till they upload more episodes. Gotcha. There's three up right now. First I know. Three. I know. Yeah. I, I, I'm. I'm still gonna let it. Like want the take... want the whole season. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> I mean, it was it was nice when we when when me and my mom watched it uh, on uh, the the first time around. We ended up having all the seasons were available. When I say all the seasons meaning like the US, UK and Australia. Like everything was yeah. already available for us so then we just we kinda of watched at our own pace. Um I I am very much looking forward to checking out this one though. Um alright. Well yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed having Peacock uh for the for the day. Uh there I mean there are there is some some good stuff on there. Um but beyond that it it was a it's a weird decision 
I think I think I think everyone's just like, oh, the we are moving towards an era where streaming is the only way to watch show shows nowadays, and I feel like we're trying like like companies are trying to shoehorn that, and it's just like I think that's just gonna happen more gradually than you think it is. Like yep. I don't I don't understand the uh, the method methodology of, of forcing everyone to go with Peacock, but whatever whatever it's fine. But no, it's Taylor Swift ruining the NFL. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's real fuck it, it, fuck tony dungy there, there's there's there is so many things wrong with the nfl and i i'm not sitting here being like the biggest taylor swift fan but i i i don't think that she is the sole reason for anything wrong with the nfl no um it's bizarre Pe- people are weird if it, if it has nothing to do with football uh, then therefore it's bad for the NFL. But also a woman is doing it, so... Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's bad. All right, welcome to our uh, wildcard recap uh, episode. We're going to go through each of the games, talk about them, and of course uh, we'll talk. We'll touch on any la- anything la- the latest on the coaching tracker, uh, anything that has been in development. Uh, and uh, we will, of course, then give our picks for the divisional round. So pretty straightforward, easy episode, if I do say so myself. Let's get into it. We're going to go in order. Uh, so not so much in order of uh, news relevancy. We're going to go in order of the games. So it's we're going to start off with the Saturday game between the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans. And Matt, this was initially seemed like a nice close game because it was, it ended up being a little bit of like a shootout out of the gate. The Texans were, were the Texans got a couple of scores, but the Browns were kind of inching ahead of them here and there. And then uh, the floor fell out of the Cleveland Browns and CJ Stroud just went off. And I, I'm, just looking up now, uh, I'm trying to remember even what the final score was. It was, this is the last year's playoffs. What the fuck are we doing? Anyways, so, uh, this, the final score was 45-14. to 14. Uh, And this was a the start of a trend for the weekend. Uh, because I think everyone was maybe getting a little too excited about how these matches are going to play out. We ultimately only got one game... Uh, that ended within a single score, uh, uh, which is uh, which is a bummer. Um, but the Texans uh, surprised; uh, they were the underdogs, and they won their game. What did you think about this game? I was thrilled. You know, I'm a big big Stroud fan. I lo- like to uh, I, I like to see him succeed, and it's a perfect comeuppance for the Browns for all the shitty things that they've done. Yeah, the one well, the one massive shitty thing that they did. That the rest of their players don't necessarily deserve, but the organization right. does. Yes, no, I, 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 I concede that. Yeah, I think it, it was. It, it's now putting them in a very difficult spot because they, they it initially felt like they could get away with the idea of, uh, you know, what we're gonna ride this journeyman quarterback uh, into deep into the playoffs, and we're gonna get we're gonna get the tile that we promised our fans. Uh, because we have the stacked roster, 
uh, everything's going to be great. And now that they enter the offseason, it definitely feels like all eyes are once again on the fact that they made the decision that they did to, to again, sign the deal with the devil. And they will have to deal with the idea of him being the quarterback. And there has been no sign that he is going to return to form um, in any capacity. Uh, he had maybe one good game. Mm-hmm during the during the season and otherwise it's been rough and him being injured again and not playing again i i I, like i don't know how easy it's going to be for them to even hope for that he could get back to the level that he was at and 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 again it just all of it is is yeah the perfect comeuppance of, of a team that got too desperate and did something that they did not need to do, and ultimately did. Uh, and uh, I, 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 as much as as much as this Browns team was a lot more likable without him playing, uh, I, I'd much rather the Texans move on to the next round. I, I, yeah. I, I, I even even though it's a little awkward that this is the game. This was text the the old team of Deshaun Watson. <laughs> like, like it was that. That the fact that this game that that storyline kind of flew under the radar a bit, um, but it it, it kind of showed that like hey we are now as an organization in a much better place and the players that we got out of it and the players that we're going to continue to get out of that trade are going to help uh, us build around CJ Stroud and build an organization that's going to win for for now and into the future. Yeah, and it's just it, it's just a it was just a big old rubbing in the face of of the Browns. If there was ever a game to like wipe the Texans free of their sins, this is the perfect one. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> it it, do, it does feel like that for sure. Um, and then uh, yeah, so that was the the four thirty game. Uh, then then we shifted to Peacock. Uh, ever everyone who had to to purchase this streaming uh platform to watch this one game. Uh, and it was the Miami Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs, and the storyline going into this game was that this shit was cold. It was very cold. Uh, yeah. It was the negative twenty something wind chill. The I believe just the overall temperature was in the negatives. Um, it was bad. It was really rough out there, and Kansas City. Ended up coming up with the win here, twenty six to seven, and the story of this game really comes down to a Chiefs offense that looked a little better. Granted, it was against a Dolphins defense that has been beating up, injured, lost a lot of their players, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, uh, their but but really, there's the story of of why they won this game was their defense, and it's been the story of their entire season has been that this defense is the biggest reason why they have won these games. And so for the Chiefs, they move on to another team that is, we'll get to it, another team that's dealing with defensive injuries, but maybe going to be a harder atmosphere for them because it'll be the first time that they're going to be playing on the road with in the Patrick Mahomes era, which is uh, very interesting. Um, for the Dolphins... It just you could not have asked for a worst a, a worst three weeks 
<laughs> for the Miami Dolphins. Who yeah. Got their, like, ass ripped in half. More than it's already ripped in half. Uh, by the Ravens. Then have losing the division to the Bills, where it was completely in your control, and then losing this game. And every sort of goodwill that Tua Tungavailoa um, ended up building in this season feels like it's almost out the window uh, just because of how poorly he ended up playing. And then a, a just uh, everyone who ultimately did not show up in this game on the offensive side of the ball, maybe with the exception of Tyreek Hill, who had one pretty big game, uh, big catch that delivered a touchdown, but that was literally their only score of the game. Uh, any any thoughts about how this game turned out or, or the Dolphins in general? Well, thanks to a, a game later, the Dolphins are now the uh, longest, uh, longest spanning franchise without a playoff win. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and I, I still feel hopeful for them. They just got super unlucky, uh, and you know, partially their own play these past few weeks. Right. I still have hope for them next year, but it, this, this is just the collision course that was waiting to happen. And that I think a lot of us were seeing coming. Yeah. I, I, I brought up the Tua storyline and I, 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 I'm not like, I think I'm much more of a fan of Tua than I think others out there in terms of, I, I, I think that he could play the game. It's just, he's just in a period right now where he's not winning the big one. He's just not winning in this big spot. And it's so weird because like, I don't know. I, I, I always, and I get it's different stages, but I, I always think back to when he was at Alabama and he replaced Jalen Hurts uh halfway through the game the championship game against i think it was georgia yep and how he just came in and was just incredible in that game and i don't know it just i i i feel like that player could still be there and he showed it this year that how good of a player he can be but he just hasn't been able to to get over the hump of hey this is, you know, you, you have you have these big teams that you're facing and you're not able to beat any of them. And that's that's just a, a bummer. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't know. I, 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 I the Dolphins have some things to figure out that he is, uh, I believe, going to be going into the last year of his contract after they picked up the fifth year option. They have to figure out whether or not they want to extend him. I think in general, they want to open up cap space. So yeah uh, it, it's it's gonna be a weird off season for them because they're 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 gonna have to figure out what they want to do moving forward uh at at that position all right then we move to sunday and i i mean so so initially it was going to be bills and Steelers or Steelers and bills and, and that was delayed to monday because of a snowstorm that came in Yep. Um, so instead, the first game of the day was the Green Bay Packers at the Dallas Cowboys, and the Dallas Cowboys, uh, long being the uh the being the most consistent team out there, uh, as being a team that is known for performing incredibly well in the regular season, 
and then just shitting the bed when it comes to postseason. I think put on the greatest performance that huh. they have ever put Who on. Would have thought. Uh, in this game, uh, where the final score was forty-eight thirty-two, Green Bay Packers, but I that's not even like that 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 seems a lot closer than what it was. It it was much worse than that for them, uh, in this game. And uh, as of this taping, we do not know what the future holds for Mike McCarthy. If he will get me let go, um, we don't know what the future of this team is really going to be in general, uh, because this felt like their year. This felt like they could finally get over the hump, but once again, the Cowboys do be cowboying um, in general. Um, it's we'll talk, so. We'll talk, about, we'll, we'll talk about the Packers in a second, but go ahead. I, I want your thoughts on the Cowboys. The Cowboys are just so fucking funny, Chris. Like. I would be cheering this game more if it was against literally any other team. Um, yeah. And that's just me, like, in my rooting interest. But, sure. Um, oh, my God. Seeing the Cowboys just shit the bed is always just so fucking funny. It's wild. It's so funny. And, like, Jerry Jones brings it on himself. Like, he's the one who hired Mike McCarthy. It's 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 all because of Jerry. Cowboys fans, happiness is dictated by Jerry Jones, a man who does not know how to make a successful football team and never will. Yeah, I, and I mean, like, we give the Cowboys so much credit because they do have so many talented players that they draft, that yeah. they build, and they, they do they're so, like, they do the things that we expect successful teams to do. And then, and then yeah, they can't get past the divisional round of the playoffs ever. Right, they didn't even get past the wild card round this yeah. time around. It's it's wild, and like we talked about it going into this game, like the the Packers are are a known kind of like they 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 were a heel for this Cowboys team in the past, like many years ago. If, at this point now, but you go back to 2014, 2016, uh, like the, the, the those amazing games between these two squads and how close it was, but ultimately the Packers ended up winning. Um, one of course, one game, of course, was uh, ended up being the catch game. Um, but <laughs> I, I, it, it is just wild to look at this and be like, how did you let this happen again? How could you be the very first two seed to not play in the divisional round ever? Yep. Ever. Yep. It, like, of course, it's the Cowboys. It's of course, insane. it's the Cowboys. Um, the the best part also to come about this is uh, Skip Bayless's uh, throwing away his Cowboys uh, merchandise, which this one was extra funny for two reasons. One, uh, uh, three really. One was just how much shit he had. Sure. Uh, two was uh, how labored he was in his breathing when he was throwing the stuff out. Sure. And then three was he was doing it in a trash can with an automatic lid that kept closing on him every time he went to put something <laughs> in. <laughs> So he kept having to open it back up just to throw it in again like, when he was already mid-motion. Oh my god. <laughs> I, like, I will say this. I cannot stand sports talk shows at all. Uh-huh. That being said, whenever the Cowboys blow it like this, the two people I always want to go see is Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless. 100%. Because Stephen A. Smith is the exact opposite. He is a he is the a, a certified cowboy hater, and he just he 
every single year he predicts that the Cowboys are going to blow in some capacity. And every single time people come out and are like, like, no, this is different. It's different this year. <laughs> and this, this, just the sly look that he has on his face whenever he turns on the camera after a Cowboys playoff loss. And he just, just cuts to him. And he just starts laughing like his snicker that he has. <laughs> it's so good. I, I'm again, I'm not a fan of either of them, really. But like, it's just... It's so, it's just very good. It's very good content whenever the Cowboys end up blowing it. Like, it's, it, it just is. And I, fe- I feel bad. I, I actually do feel bad for Cowboys fans. I know, <laughs> I know it's like you're, I know everyone finds you obnoxious and I get it. You kind of are, but like, it's, it has been so fucking long since this Cowboys team has had success. Uh, at least to, at least to make it to the NFC Championship game. The fact that you haven't been there since the 90s is, wild considering how consistently you have been in the playoffs and the every every single time how your team lets you down it's it's wild um i'm going to i'll, I'll be the bigger person here matt and i want to give my kudos to the green bay packers <laughs> uh because i, I frogers isn't on the team anymore so i feel less bad about it go ahead that's fair <laughs> that, yeah that's fair um either way i wouldn't blame you um <laughs> but i i have looked at this idea of Jordan Love taking over Aaron Rodgers as like I always thought it would be interesting. It would be it would be fascinating if they if they pulled it off again. Um, but I I was I I will admit I was a bit skeptical about that working because of the fact that like for any time that we had seen Jordan Love prior to this year, it was never in like I don't think that he ever played at his best. I felt like like I think about the his debut and how it that ended up being like a poor game against the Chiefs. Um, and then earlier this year when it was like, when they were, they were bad and we, we did, uh, bury them before they were zombified. Um, that team, like, and it just didn't feel like he was the future. It felt like, all right, finally the Packers are going to deal with quarterback issues. Finally, we have reached a point where the, where the Packers are now going to have to look for a new quarterback. And the fact that this man put up a perfect passer rating in this game and has been playing out of his mind during the second half of the season and put up his best performance against a supposedly amazing defense it's nuts like the Packers are the are like the exact almost feel like the opposite of the Cowboys like they also haven't had like they've also faltered in the postseason a lot but like they feel like they get their guy, and we're just in the next few years. We're probably gonna see the Packers win the Super Bowl again because that's just how they do it. And then they won't again for another decade. But... And then they won't again for another decade, <laughs> right? But that, it's just, it, it just feels incredible that they have done it again. And I don't think that the pack. I don't think that the Forty ers are this guaranteed to move on. I, I know that they're favorite. I think that they're going to win it. Yeah. Spoilers. But, like, I don't know, because we've seen this happen before with the Packers, where they are a wildcard team, and then they go on to win the Super Bowl. So it's just, like, I, I don't know. It's it's just nuts. And I, I give a lot of credit to the Packers for for being in this position, even though I I also think their their defense is not has not been good, but then they played their best game on, on, Saturday, on Sunday. So it's just kind of like, I, I don't fucking know. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. <laughs> I, I know as a Bears fan, this is... This it's is it's torture that we get another good, great quarterback like right in a row. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, I do want to acknowledge, though, um, I, I, I did not realize that this was a story before until it was brought to my attention. Um, but I'm just going to just read this Mina Kimes t- tweet here where she says, The future of the NFC North is a 25-year-old who calls being ticklish having silly body. Oh, my God. Life comes at you fast. <laughs> was my response, I'm in hell? Yes. Okay. I, I'm in hell. <laughs> hell in all capital letters. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about Sunday night. It was the Rams. It was the Lions. And this was the playoff game that ultimately ended up delivering a fantastic game where both quarterbacks played very well. I think Stafford was uh, on another level in this game, and it's why it ended up being as close as it was. Um, But the the Lions, who ended up faltering a little bit, like they they ended up, their offense kind of slowed down in the second half, only scored three points, but with a 25-24 lead, uh, Jared got, or 24-23 lead, rather, uh, Jared Goff ended up throwing a dart to none other than Amara St. Brown to close the game out. And for the first time in the uh, history of the Detroit Lions, uh, they are hosting a second playoff game and have moved on to the divisional round for the first time since the 90s. Yes. It's. Uh, that's that is a very good nice story there i do love the kind of like karmic justice for the the blatant like the the refs just fucking up at the detroit dallas game yeah to now having it be righted so the detroit gets a second home playoff game and dallas is out of the playoffs right yeah like the the lines are now basically the 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 default second 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 best seed yeah, which is yeah. uh which is yeah, really really nice. And, and if I, the Packers end up winning, they get a th- and the the Lions also win, they get a third playoff game right. <laughs> at home. <laughs> right. Right. It's it's nuts. It's it is absolutely nuts that like that this team has in 3 years turned things around completely in a way that has uh that they do look like that that like I don't doubt that they could make it to the Super Bowl. I think I think you have one massive superpower in the NFC that you have yep. to get through. If you can get through them, uh, you have a you have a shot to do this in Dan Campbell's third year uh, in, in terms of winning the Super Bowl potentially, which is which is nuts. And and to even make it there would be an achievement in its own way. Making it to this point is an achievement of its own way. It is now a completely different type of team here. Um, the Lions are just in such a phenomenal uh, position now. Because now, uh, and we'll talk about it in a bit, but they are they are taking on an NFC South team that ultimately had its ups and downs this year. doesn't really look like it has, uh, like a ton of like uh like like it doesn't seem like it's gonna be like harder than the rams but i mean i don't want to jinx it because it absolutely could like the bucks could end up coming out and playing their best game of the year um but it's just nuts that they're in this position right now where we could see this team go all the way to the nfc championship game 
in yep. the third year of, of Dan Campbell, uh, the the marriage of Jared Goff and Dan Campbell working <laughs> out together. Uh, any other thoughts on this game? Uh, I'm so happy for the Lions. Like, this is the most stressed I was all weekend, like, watching games. Um, and seeing, like, you, you always, you always, like, worry when there's, a, like, a team like this. Like, this is one of those teams that can just suddenly, like, shit the bed at any point. Because mm-hmm. so many teams have done that this season. But the Lions, they, they, they kept strong. They kept to it. I do think that they have the potential to uh, to maybe go all the way. Yeah, I, like it, like this is a this was a team that had not like like you mentioned like that they had not won a playoff game in three decades, and it's the, like it took them a long time to get to this point. Finally, where they can overcome, uh, they have overcome that. Like again, like even if they lose next week, it would be a disappointment. But like they they did overcome some demons this season but man like if they could keep going that's that would just be incredible um and it, it's just it's it this is such an easy team to root for just considering the fact that it has been so long um since this team had any sort of like like we're talking like the 50s i think since they won like an nfl championship or like pre-super bowl era like we're talking a long 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 time ago um so would be would be really awesome to see all right let us move on to the monday games here this is where the Steelers bills kicked off at 4 30 uh and this one was like a bit tighter than the final score uh has suggested uh we're uh uh uh, I was gonna say it's weird how the two seven games were the closer, but I, I forgot that that I'm thinking Detroit Rams, not Dallas Green Bay. Dallas Green Bay was a slaughter, but in the reverse direction. Um, the the Steelers, uh, despite I, I think having like just kind of keeping it as close as possible, they were no, uh, they they were no. Uh, they, they we're not going to be able to stop the Bills, who have just all the momentum going into uh, the postseason, uh, and have been just playing absolutely uh, out of their minds. It was a closer game down the stretch, uh, but really, what this game came down to is that Josh Allen didn't really make a ton of mistakes. In fact, I don't think he even threw an interception or anything like that. Um, and the the final score ended up being 31-17. Again, it was a closer game. Probably, it was like 24-17 uh, before ultimately a couple of scores, uh, like one more score ended up putting it over the edge for the Bills. Um, the, the, there was a, some fun touchdowns in this game. One where Josh Allen, uh, it seemed like he was going to get tackled, and then all of a sudden he just kind of ran in uh for the score and that 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 was super exciting and then uh khalil uh khalil shakir uh, who's been kind of an underrated weapon for them this season he also had a, a one where he seemed like he was gonna get tackled in the middle of the field and then he just kept on running and it seemed like one more tackler was about to come in and talk, knock him down before he reached the goal line and he ended up like tackling like a completely separate bill it was actually kind of funny if you were paying attention to it. Um, <laughs> but then uh, Khalil got in. I believe that might have actually been the score that tipped it uh, uh, to 31 points. I think uh, it was. 
uh, for them. Uh, just to, you know, I, you, you, this was the game that going into the weekend, we kind of expected the Bills to win. Maybe it was going, we thought it would be more of a blowout than it ended up being. It, again, it was very close. Um, but the Bills still got it done. Uh, but they are also uh, dropping like flies a little bit too. A few key defenders for them went down with injuries mm-hmm. uh, over the course of this game. Some of them, though, are, as of our recording, are practicing this week. And they are going to be facing the team that has really gotten them uh, in a lot of trouble in recent years, which is the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, but luckily, this time, on their own home turf. Uh, any thoughts on this game overall? Uh, it was nice to see the Bills continue their success. Um, man, if only the Steelers had a quarterback, huh? Yeah. I, 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 they do need a lot of other help, and obviously T.J. Watt being yeah. out obviously hindered their defense quite a bit. But yeah, I, I the Steelers aren't necessarily a team that I want to see have success, but I do like Tomlin, and I do think that yeah. like there are a couple big roster pieces away from having a uh from having a really good season yeah i mean like, sometimes I'll, I'll give rudolph credit in the fact that he he did have a pretty decent stretch but yeah like is he really like gonna be the answer for the future probably not it was yeah. supposed to be kenny pickett but he hasn't really sh- proven anything yet i mean it was nope. only his second year but it, it, i mean that that draft class was has been kind of regarded as one of the worst quarterback draft classes uh, going into it. And now yep. coming out of it, there's really the, the only other starter that, I mean, there, there's Sam Howell. Right. Who kind of feels like he might not be the starter there in Washington anymore. There's Desmond Ritter who had plenty yeah. of opportunities, never got going. Uh, Malik Willis was the Titans quarterback, right? And Yep. And he, he's now like third strain and didn't yeah. turn out. Right, and Will Levis is going to replace him. Yeah. So it's so. And then fucking Brock Purdy, like. <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> Brock, Brock Purdy is technically part of that quarterback class, but. If Brock Purdy wins the the Super Bowl, are they going to have like a the 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 Brock six like they have the Brady six or something? Or I don't know how many quarterbacks were drafted in front of him. Yeah. Uh, but however many it was, it would be the max amount since he was the very last player taken. Um. <laughs> Uh, man, yeah, I I don't know. It's it it, it just it, it feels like the Steelers, yeah, that have not been able to kind of like regain that same amount of success that they had with Big Ben. Not not really a huge surprise, but but they've had a great defense. They continue to have a great defense, and it just is, uh, yeah, it's just it's hard for them to get over that. I I will say there is going to be a lot of hand wringing over tomlin's reaction to the contract situation that he was in uh mm. he 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 was asked after the game or at least was started to ask after the game about how he has one year on his contract um and he just walked out of the room which i i i get his frustration i also get why people were annoyed with him not just answering the question even if it was just like a no comment like he didn't really have to walk out but yeah. i don't blame him either i i i i do like him as a coach i think that he deserves a lot more credit than he has gotten uh over the years and i i would it, it would be very interesting to see if uh he can 
bring this team any further past the wild card round next year because i mm. do think there is there's a lot of good players on this team a lot of young weapons and of course the defense so yeah we'll see yeah all right we'll close things off with the game that everyone is talking about uh the one because it it, it put a nice little cherry on top of the shit sunday that was the end of the philadelphia eagles season uh a 32 to 9 defeat by the bucks and i want to start here because i like the bucks i want to give credit to i think todd bowles doesn't get enough credit as a coach i think that he i i, I get that he does make some weird choices i think every coach makes weird choices uh so i i like i i feel like that people get hung up about that and therefore like oh no he's not that good of a coach but he's yeah. constantly gotten them into a position that they're they they're going to be winners and and that they are they're, even even if it is like as a nine and eight eight and nine team like you're in a bad division so it helps that you're kind of on the mediocre line but i i don't know i i think that his defense constantly plays well and i the players seem to always love to rally around him i so i, I want to give him more credit that he gets i also think baker mayfield deserves a ton of credit he played very well in this game he also had a couple turnover close to turnover moments but uh overall played very well and and i i i don't want i hope that the lions don't look past this team because i do think that they can be a tough out uh yep. that that game even though it ended up being 26 was like the final when the these two teams first met the last time lions bucks um yep. that was ended up uh, that was a closer game than uh then it seemed uh going in terms of the final score like that i believe it was like the fourth quarter when they the lions finally pulled away so we'll see so i don't think the lions are like a shoe-in um but it's mainly because i think the bucks are they're a decent team i they are. They are, do i think they're maybe the worst team left potentially um but i don't know i i give a lot yeah. of credit to the bucks i do i do too um baker also joins like a, a group of quarterbacks that's like four or five he might he's the fourth or the fifth i think i'm missing a name of tom brady joe montana peyton manning who have won a playoff game for two different teams yeah i think there's one more on that list that i'm missing but <laughs> yeah no i, I and that's that's awesome right like yeah. he, he's he's like the even if he's probably going to be destined to be a journeyman quarterback for the rest of his career like he he could show like oh no I'm a legitimate backup quarterback at the very I even least. think he, I even think he's done enough to be the Bucks quarterback next season I I don't I don't disagree I I I, I, I it would be cool to see that um I, I think it may depend on how he plays in in this this next game mm. we'll see but I yeah no I I don't disagree I think he I think he deserves uh, a lot of credit there um yeah. man this Eagles team <laughs> this is this was a a brutal game and i think i don't think that since i've started watching football that it it's been this much of a collapse from a team that still has their quarterback so I, the i i, I don't know I, th I think i think about like the cardinals back in like 2015 or 2016 whatever it was uh no probably 2014 um where they lost Carson Palmer, and then they had a, they had to cycle through a couple backup quarterbacks. They got to the wild card round as a fifth seed, and then got knocked out by the Panthers. Like, yeah, it kind of remind that that kind of reminds me of uh, this, but they still had Jalen Hurts playing. It's wild. What, what were we gonna say? Um, I compare this a lot to 
the um the 11 and 0 Steelers from a few years ago. Yes. But the difference that. was is that even though the Steelers were 11 and 0, you saw the cracks and you saw the teams that they were playing. Yeah. That wasn't the case with this year's Eagles. They were legitimately dominant for a lot of the season. Yeah. They were 10 and, and 1. 10 and 1 and then just fucking collapsed after that. It, it, the it, curse it, of the NFC East is strong. Yeah. Like the fact that, like, the last two games being against the Cardinals and Giants, and, like, don't get me wrong, like, Kyle Murray had, had like, a, a pretty decent end to the year, and the Giants, they, they, they played well at, to- at moments. Like, it wasn't a complete disaster for the Giants, even though it, I think overall we look at the season as a failure. But, like, yep. man, that's still, that, that is still two teams you don't want to lose to down the stretch, and then, like, that, that's not even accounting to the fact that before that point you were you you were on a losing streak the way you were and it's it's brutal it's just an utterly utterly brutal end to the year and end of an era for a lot of eagles fan uh, eagle eagles players jason kelsey probably is going to retire he he seemed to walk back the idea during his podcast this week but i i by all accounts it seems like this that he probably played his last game we don't know the future of Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. Like yeah. there's a lot there's a lot of Eagles, longtime Eagles players that like you don't even know if they're going to be back next year. And I and I don't know. Like this it feels like it, uh, let me ask you this. Do you think that Nick Sirianni should keep his job? Yes. Okay. Cuz he he got he took you to the Super Bowl last season. Yeah. Right. And you still had a good enough start to the season. Made some very questionable decisions this season for sure. Yeah. Like switching to Matt Patricia as your DC, but get him out of the building, recenter yourself, go on next season, and figure out figure it out there. Now next season, if you see the same problems, then I think he goes. Yeah. But I don't think like this six game stretch of like, don't get me wrong, horrendous football yeah. is enough to have him lose his job when he got you to the Super Bowl two seasons ago. Yeah. I, I, I'm so torn. Cause I, I think I'm with you. I think I, I wouldn't fire him, but it, it just feels like it came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like it just feels like all of a sudden things just took a turn and, and maybe it was the, the decision to switch to Matt Patricia as your DC, but your offense also was having issues. Like also your that, offense yeah. also fell apart. And like I, I don't I don't look at this game and be like, oh well they they didn't win this game because AJ Brown wasn't there. I like that like like there's there like there's so like I don't even like I don't even know how you begin to pinpoint what the issues there are. And when that's the case, I feel like the blame does go to the person in charge. Mm-hmm. But I, I I feel it would feel wild to to have made it to the Super Bowl and then to lose your job next year. It has happened before. I believe John Fox that happened to when he was the coach of the Broncos. Yeah. And then got fired and Kubiak took over and then the Broncos won the Super Bowl next year. So I, like it's not un it, it, it's it's unprecedented, but it's not like it hasn't happened before. But man, I, I, I just don't know if it's like the, I I I don't know what they do. It 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 just it feels like they're in a lose lose situation because they are going to lose so many players. 
um, that they've had on their roster for a while. And then on top of that, like just just so many just so many questions. There, there is going to be some sort of coaching change, whether it's just being the coordinators or if Sirianni goes himself. Yeah, and, I'm with you on that. And in a stacked year for coaching, in terms of who's out there for candidates, it I don't know. Maybe maybe they want to explore. They they maybe they would want to explore the market a bit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be really interesting. All right. Speaking of the stacked year for coaching, uh, we have a uh, we have a couple of headlines to talk about. Uh, we had teased it uh, going in to uh, to our podcast on uh, on Thursday, uh, and it, basically we I think when we uploaded it, the news had become official. Uh, but Bel- Belichick is officially no longer the head coach of the Patriots. Um, this was a expected move. It felt like that it was moving in that direction, and uh, a surreal one because it it is the official end of the Patriots as we know it. That uh, like I, I, they're gonna exist. Like I they 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 can exist and they can get better and everything. I'm not I'm, I'm not saying they're dead, but this the era that we had known the patriots for for the last two decades that version of the patriots is 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 no longer existing and it's surreal uh yeah uh and matt you you feel like this is the right move right i've i felt like this for a while you need to spark change somehow yeah in this in this patriots team and bill is a fantastic coach, but I don't think he's the right person to spark that change. Yeah. Because he's been with the team so long, it's not, it's like, it's hard to, I don't know, I'm just going to keep repeating myself. It's hard to spark the change. It's hard to change no, yeah. the way that you're doing things when you're the same, same guy in charge. So I'm, I think that this was the right move. Jared Mayo, uh, his replacement been with the team for a while. So is going to be able to have some consistency, but I'm, fascinated by what by what he's gonna do um with with this team going yeah. forward yeah uh yeah that that was gonna be the next thing uh, uh but i i yeah Jerome mayo feels like a fascinating fit uh he has been a coach there for five years um you know and obviously he has history of being on the team for a long time he was a linebacker with them who played uh, very well for them he was the defensive rookie of the year um you know he he's he's he is and and by all accounts like i watched his press conference he he seems like a a guy that's ready to take over the position um uh i will say one of my favorite quotes from from the press conference um you know he 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 made history of being the first black head coach of the patriots and uh robert Kraft was asked about that and Kraft gives like the usual canned answers that these owners always do of being like oh well we don't, I don't see color. I I am someone who 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 just looks at who's going to be the best person for the job. And right after that, Gerard Mayo gives us, says, "I don't know if he he was just responding to Kraft or if someone asked him a follow up question, but he he was like, I do see color, and uh, if you don't see color, you don't see racism." And I was just like, "That's a which good is quote. awesome. That's a great quote. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and it's it's true. And and I um and I I don't know. Like he 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 seemed like he realized the history that he was making in the in in, 
in being in this role and uh i kind of just appreciated that and i appreciate the honesty from him i felt I, I, there's, there's something about him that i just and, and granted we've been burned by good press conferences before like a good press conference doesn't mean that you're gonna be a great head coach but i don't know yep. i like i i overall seem like oh th- this makes sense they've clearly seen seen him as a successor to belichick they put it into his contract so that way they don't even they didn't even need to interview anyone else to meet like the Bruni rule or anything so yep uh the fact that they hired him on the spot and and he i think that like okay this feels like a good transition to uh someone someone new um as for belichick he has inter the only team that we know that he has interviewed for is the falcons um which is nuts (laughs) in his own way when the falcons announced this uh it, it was very um it felt weird seeing him in the Falcons graphic and them saying that he they had interviewed him. Um, I, I I will say I if I had to pick somewhere where I think like okay this is where I think Belichick would fit it would be with a roster that's already pretty built. It would be with a roster that has already had has a lot of good players on it and a a, a team that only needs like that last push by a, a head coach or. Uh, uh, like just just needs that like one last uh like leadership thing, uh, added to them. Um, and I feel like the Falcons are a team where I think that that would be an interesting hire. Um, I'd be I would be fascinated to see who he hires as his offensive coordinator because yeah. he could go McDaniel, and honestly, that's not like I don't think that's like the worst hire. I mean, I know that McDaniel's. I mean. Clearly, after everything that happened this year, it's he. It, it, people have made it clear how much they don't like him as a head coach. But he, as a coordinator, he has a lot of su- success. And people, uh, when he's not in that position of power, uh, it seems like McDaniel is, does a good job. So it feels like that could be the case. But I don't know. And it depends on who they hire as their quarterback. Like, are, are they going to roll out a rookie with Bill Belichick? Or are they going to go with a, a veteran? Like. Trade for Justin know. Fields, something like that. Right, well, right. Kirk Cousins. There's, I mean, there's, there's. This is gonna be a fascinating market because I like, I'm not, I haven't really been like keeping tabs on what the off season's gonna look like, but I yeah. imagine there's gonna be at least some veteran quarterbacks that are going to be in the mix, uh, in terms yep. of potentially moving on, being moved on from their teams. Fields, yeah, is, is definitely one of them. Cousins, I, yeah, Cousins not even under contract, right? Like he's gonna be a free agent, um, or or if not, he's a, he's he is potentially on the trade block, like. Yeah, it, it, it's I'm fascinated, and and that on top of the fact that Jim Jim Harbaugh is also interviewing with the Chargers, and with the uh the Falcons, it's like it, there's some fascinating candidates that are out there. Mike Vrabel, I have we haven't even seen where Mike Vrabel like I don't think anyone has even said he's hot, interviewed anywhere. I don't uh, think I've seen anything, which is which is wild. Yeah, so. I mean, maybe he wants to take a year off or something. I I don't know, but um, a lot of people thought that he would take the Patriots job, uh, but it seemed like the Patriots were very key, like very much wanting to go with their succession plan that they had built uh, with uh, Mayo. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm very curious. And and the other thing, too, is that it it seems not there's hasn't been any major coaching news beyond what I've mentioned, but. It seems like we're moving in a direction where Antonio Pierce is probably going to be the head coach of the Raiders. Um, the Raiders have only done like a couple of head coaching interviews, um, and beyond that, it they they 
all signs are indicating that he's going to be hired. Uh, Max Crosby basically even put like a uh, a uh, basically said like you have to hire him, otherwise I'm requesting a trade. <laughs> <Yep>. Like <laughs> like he basically put this vendetta on 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 the Raiders owner to make Ult- the ultimatum. Call ultimatum that, that i was yeah. i was looking for that word it was yep it was, it was, it was just lost lost my, my mind i figured um but yeah like it's do i think that's like the most amazing hire ever no but like if the if the, I, I i'm a big believer of like hey if the players like him hire him i i i, I think that's it's it's a very basic thing but like i don't know there's something to be said about like you you don't you want to have good chemistry in your in your in your te- with your team, and if the if the head coach is someone that the team is rallying around and wants to work with and is excited to work with, then then hire him, give him a shot. Like it's not like the Raiders are entering a weird space anywhere, so it's not going to be the, like the end of the world that they hire him and it doesn't work out. Yeah, like I don't know. It's it. it, it I I think it's I I'm okay with that move if they go in that direction. All right. Last but not least for this episode, we're going to go ahead and pick the divisional round games. Uh, four games, all of all of which I think are pretty interesting. I like I like the look of all of these. I think they all have some degree of uh, fascinating things that could happen. I also could see three blowouts too like like i mean mm-hmm. like i guess that could happen as well but i kind of like uh the, the i think that every single team that's made it to this point has a shot in these games and that's always what you want in a divisional round uh one of the best weekends of playoff football uh, uh out there uh i mean there's not there's only four weekends of playoff football but you know what right. I, mean. <laughs> I, I, I think it's the best i think it, i yeah. think divisional rounds always always delivers in some capacity so Without any further ado, the Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens coming off of their bye. They are getting back Mark Andrews, potentially. They should be. Which is a big deal for them. And now they have to go against the the rookie, the probable offensive rookie of the year at this point, uh, C.J. Stroud, who is uh, really doing a great job carrying this team. Uh, And I'm, I'm... I am fascinated with this game because, man, the last time that the Ravens had uh, the Ra- the Ravens were the one seed back in 2017, 2018. I forget what year. It was. 2019. 2019. Man, it feels so much longer than that. Um, but the tie the, when they faced the Titans, the Titans took them out. It was such a stunner. And I just I, I I worry about those vibes, Matt. But what do you think is going to happen here? Yeah, the Texans proved that they were not slouches, and they definitely earned their division win, even um, even through the the Stroud injury. Um, yeah. Obviously, a Jaguars collapse also helps with that. But one hundred percent. You know, there's uh, there's a lot to love on both teams. I still feel like with the amount the this is the Ravens. Um, uh, Ravens, you know, had their uh, had their bye, but then also like sat most of their starters for week eighteen. So it's been a while since they have played, and we just fucking saw the MLB playoffs. Right. The the best teams like that like had a bye or sat like got fucking shellacked. Yeah. So it's not 
a guarantee whatsoever that the Ravens and the 49ers are going to come out and win. That said, I really fucking like the Ravens, Chris. Um, I am okay with either team winning this game as much as heartbreaking as it would be for the Ravens. And you see the Texans, you know, having a brighter future um, or still having a bright future. Um, I'm going to pick the Ravens here, but it's not a like slam dunk. Yeah. I, I, I hate, I hate this game only because it is two teams I like. Mm-hmm. And either way, you get some history for either team. Uh, history more for the Texans, I guess. But the Ravens winning this game means that Lamar Jackson finally won a playoff game. Like yep. the fact that he's finally gets over that hump would just be glorious for them. The fact that he would make it to the AFC Championship game and host the AFC Championship game would be so huge for them. Um, and I, I really love that. And then on the Texans side, if they if they pull it off, then they make it to the AFC Championship game for the first time ever. The, the, the Texans have never been, and that's really, really cool. And I, I hate the idea of either of these teams' story ending, um, but I, I'm going to give it to the team that has been the better, who, who has played better over the course of the year, and that's that's the Ravens. And Man, the Texans pull it off here. I might just pick them next week, regardless of who's <laughs> the opponent, because winning this game, I think, would just be huge. It, it feels like the Ravens are the Super Bowl favorite right now, and... Yep. If you could pull off winning against them here, that's that could go a long way. Absolutely. All right, who's the the next game? Packers Niners. The Green Bay Packers at the 49ers, the other one seed, um, hosting the seven seed. Packers did manage to uh, overcome the Dallas Cowboys. However, they now they face their recent nemesis, playoff nemesis, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, who are coming off of uh, a, also a fantastic season, um, coming off of their bye, but have have shown um, the uh, some weakness and have shown they can't fucking play from behind. Yeah, that is the that is the 49ers like worst worst aspect of themselves. So mm-hmm. um, both teams are gonna want to get out to a lead early and try try their best to hold on to it. Do you think the young Packers team has a chance against this stacked of a 49ers roster? It really comes down to love, right? Like, if he mm-hmm. plays out of his mind again, then they have a really good chance. Uh, one of the things that we didn't talk about, but uh, I think set the tone for the Cowboys game, was the they, Packers did what usually teams don't do, which is, hey, we'll, we'll take the ball first. We'll take the ball first to start off this game. And it kind of worked. It set off this, like, Hey, we we we're not afraid to take this ball and and shove it down your throat here and and just keep on doing that constantly. Um, and I think that's that would be the way the the journey for them to get to this win. I also think that this might be the hardest uh, hill to overcome here. If they if they were facing anyone else, mm-hmm. I would really give it to them. But I I think. I, I just feel like the 49ers have been in this position before. They haven't lost in the divisional round, and they certainly haven't lost the divisional round to the Packers, who have, they, again, like you mentioned, the, the 49ers have had the Packers number in the playoffs here. So I'm, I'm going to give it to the 49ers, although I'm not confident. I am uh, maybe setting myself up for disappointment, um, and and maybe I will have a very bad day on Saturday, but I am full force on the 49ers i do think that they will win this game yeah 
Absolutely. Granted, I am not confident about any of these picks. I said, I just said, I <laughs> mentioned that that I'm like, no, nothing, nothing will surprise me this weekend. Uh, is what it comes down to. All right. Next up, the Sunday early game: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Detroit Lions, three p.m. Uh, yeah, Lions coming off of a massive hill that they finally have overcome they finally won a playoff game they finally get to host a, a game in on divisional round weekend not not they, they get to play on divisional round weekend and let, let alone the fact that they get to host it as well um and they get uh, get the tampa bay buccaneers who yes went nine and eight barely won their division and had a kind of rough few weeks going into the playoffs but then they took it to the eagles and who's to say if the Buccaneers with that defense could potentially stand, uh, be, be an issue for this Lions offense? Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. What do you think is going to happen here? They definitely do stand a chance. I want to shout out the reporter that asked Todd Bowles what they were doing to prepare for the weather in, in Detroit, despite the fact that it is a domed game. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a real, uh, what are we doing? <laughs> um, but, you know, I... I I, uh, I, the Lions did not collapse last week. Yep. The Buccaneers are another team that just can collapse at any moment. Baker, love him. Not the most reliable guy, like, sure. on a game-to-game basis. So, um, I think that there's, there's a lot more in the Lions' favor. It is not a guarantee at all. But, Lions, you're going to the, you're going to the NFC Championship. I, I am hopeful for them to get this game i think that they're going to do it i'm going to pick them uh i i just like i said earlier i hope they do not overlook this team like they, I, they should, yeah uh, they, they need to they need to stop they, here prepare here yeah because I, I i don't think that this is going to be i don't think it's going to be as easy as when the buccaneers were in creamsicle uniforms when you played against them yeah like, i think that they, they're going to be a different team and you just have to be prepared um I, I will say, like, Lions, th- the biggest weakness for them has been their defense, but they're, uh, th- I, I, I think the fact that the Buccaneers are used to throwing the ball a lot uh, could cause an issue for the Lions, but I don't know. I, I just, I, I still, I still feel like the Lions as an offense is in good shape, and they also have, uh, Sam Laporta has another week to get healthy. Yeah, uh, and that that's uh, going to be a huge weapon for them. The more healthy he gets, uh, and uh, yeah, there's I I I think that they're they're a little stacked on offense to be stopped. Yep. And our final game, the third meeting of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, or the fourth in the in the postseason. Is it? I'm trying to think. Of I think it's the times. third. It's the third, yeah. It's the third. Uh, yeah. But the first one in Buffalo. Yeah. Thanks to the Bills uh, last season, um, last season or end of season push to get themselves back into uh, not only the playoff mix, but the, the division crown after we all thought it was going to Miami. Um, managed to take care of Swift business against the Steelers. Kansas City, um, you know, we've talked about them a little bit, have, have struggled. Um, but this will be the first time that they're in the postseason on the road. Uh, and Kansas City has not been Ill, uh, infallible this season by any stretch of uh, by any stretch of the word. Yeah. So I don't. So 
I, I don't know. It's it's hard to tell what the of what these teams are going to do to match up. This is one of those matchups that can always go either way. I think. It's so hard. This game sucks to pick. <laughs> I have I have my Super Bowl prediction in this Bills Lions, and luckily I, I don't necessarily need to change it. Yeah. But I I, I worry. I, I I feel like this Bills. The I feel like the Bills offense will be able to do some things. I feel like the Bills offense will be able to take care of. I I I mean I think at the very least they will be able to run the ball. Um, I, and maybe that might be enough. Um, I but I don't know. It, it it's tough. It's just it's just a tough matchup for them when the Chiefs defense is playing as well as it is. And then on the, the on the other side, you have the Bills' defense, which is injured. You might have Razo Douglas come back, though. You might have a couple of other key players, uh, luckily playing. Um, I I I'm gonna st- I'll stick with the Bills, even though I'm so worried about this game because I I don't want to get my hopes up here. I don't want to think that this. That this we will we'll knock out the Chiefs because really what it comes down to here, Matt, is if the Lions and Bills win the, these respective games, I would not have a care in the world who wins the Super Bowl. I really literally, I I, yeah. I would I would be totally satisfied with whoever wins it. I'd be satisfied with the season. Like it, it, it comes down to just like you take out a Bucks team that I just think has gone further than maybe that they maybe deserve, and a Chiefs team that has just been here constantly. And I'll I'll go with the Bills, even though I, my the the instincts in me is to pick the Chiefs to jinx them. But I'll, I'll <laughs> you got it. You got to pick with your heart, Chris. Yeah. Um. I that that also said I'm picking the Bills because yeah. that would result in a Ravens Bills and Lions Forty ers championship weekend. At that point, anyone winning the Super Bowl is a is a happy birthday to me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's it would be great. It would be phenomenal. That's like yep. that. That is the ideal situation. I I I like. I I could like the Saturday matchups for me personally. I I I could care less about who ends up winning that. Uh, if I'm being honest, like I I I like all those teams for the most part, and I I, I would be. I think it would be a fascinating story either way. Yeah. That Sunday is Sunday is the big one because you have I I have the two teams that are at like the top of of like my rooting interest and i would say the two teams at the bottom of my rooting <laughs> interest right now um so I, I i'm really 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 hopeful that the the bills could pull it off here yeah otherwise we're gonna i'm gonna end up with the chiefs packers su- super bowl on my birthday and be super sad <laughs> oh man jesus yeah um l- before we go uh wanted to revisit the playoff likability rankings that we had uh, so now the current uh, the current rankings as they stand a- after I adjusted all the numbers uh, to change I-, I didn't change the order just the numbers next yeah. to them so uh, in order uh, from least liked to most liked we have the Chiefs then the Packers then the Bucks then the Niners Texans Bills Ravens and then the Lions are still top the Ravens jumped the Bills. Uh, I think mainly because uh, the Ravens became my fourth team that I was rooting for instead of being like seven. Uh, I also did a likability thing uh, with the Super Bowl matchups. 
and our fav the, the the matchup that would make us the most happy based off of our rankings would be Lions Ravens. Of course. Uh and uh it and that's followed by Lions Bills and Lions Texans. You sense a trend. <laughs> I uh, think we like the Lions. <laughs> uh but and then and then that's followed by those the same three AFC teams facing the Niners. So it's just <laughs> so it's just like all right. So clearly you could tell where our rooting interest is yep. uh, going in. Where AFC, it's really anyone but the Chiefs, and then the NFC, we have we have two teams that we're rooting on uh, the most. Uh, although I I think the biggest differentiate the, the the biggest difference is I would be okay with the Packers advancing the Super Bowl versus yep. Matt. <laughs> just like please anything but. Uh, and uh, playoff records, we went four and two last week. And we have the same exact picks again this week, so yay! We, we, we'll just be in lockstep the rest of the way. I'm I'm cool <laughs> with that. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm fine with that. That's all good. Um, all right. And with that, folks, that is the end of our podcast. A lot of talking, a lot of recapping. It'll be a much uh, less to talk about next week. We might even do our uh, return to the VBBFL um, next week. Uh, so we'll see what happens. We might also have a shit ton of coaching views, and we have to scratch that all together. So who knows? Um, <laughs> uh, but thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Good night and good ball. <laughs>